Franklin also provides a good description of Ringo at this time. John was over six feet tall, rangy, bony, and strong as a horse. He had light blue, baby eyes that would cause you to love him when he was looking at you. But you wanted to travel from him like lightning when he was under the influence of liquor. He was admittedly the best pistol shot in the country. His best trick was to hold a forty-five caliber Colt on the index finger of each hand, barrels down, and at the word would give the pistols a three-quarter turn, simultaneously shooting both at beer bottles and always knocking the neck off one or two. I recall that John made a bet that he would send the bullets into the open necks of the bottle twice out of five at fifty feet. He won many a bet of this kind. For John Ringo, the Earps represented justice thwarted and power abused. He understood clearly that the cycle of revenge had begun and that his part in it was inescapable. Area ranchers looked to Ringo for leadership due to the inflated reputation he brought with him from Texas, even as he deteriorated mentally. Friends would later recall that his mental state made him subject to frequent fits of melancholy and that he was certain of being killed. He was drawn into a situation over which he had no control. Ringo's next appearance in court was scheduled for January 18, 1882, and he fully intended to make his appearance. On January 17th, Ringo spotted the Earps, Doc Holliday, and other members of the Earp gang and resolved to give Wyatt a chance to prove his courage. Walking up to the group, he cordially invited Wyatt to step into the street and draw. Earp refused, but Holliday was game. Only the intervention of policeman James Flynn averted shooting. Parsons wrote that Ringo and Holliday came close to shooting it out. I passed both, not knowing blood was up, one with hand in breast pocket and the other probably ready, Earp's just beyond. Proponents of Earp postulate that Wyatt refused the fight because he intended to run for sheriff in the fall, an unconvincing theory since his portion of the Republican Party had just been crushed in the city elections. Regardless, the citizens' thoughts on the near gunfight are clear. Hancock wrote, Ringo gave those fellows every opportunity to fight it out, but when he found them to be only a bunch of cowards, he ignored them. Certainly it speaks of Ringo's courage that he would challenge four or more armed men. It was not the only time Ringo offered to fight Earp and his cronies. Hancock recalled that, It was no swashbuckling on John's part. He told them what he thought of them and what they were, and they took it. This assertion is supported by family recollections that Joe Hill saw Ringo challenge Wyatt with knives. Wyatt went pale and backed out of the saloon. Another Tombstone resident recalled that Ringo made the Earps take water in their dumps in Tombstone when Fred Ward and Bull Lewis went into the saloon and led Ringo out, telling him the Earps would shoot him in the back. 